Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore is a comedian, commentator and host of The Jimmy Dore Show on YouTube. He's a popular, progressive, leftist, political YouTube pundit and he's a bloody good comedian. I really, really like him. Now that Under the Skin is on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review there. It helps us and we will read them out. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this podcast and all of my weekly Under the Skin podcasts, all you have to do is subscribe to Luminary on Apple Podcasts or download the Luminary app. In this part, we talk about how to create a new politics. Do we, Jen? Yeah, he talks about California and not, kind of not voting, really. Does he? He's like, withhold the vote. Withhold it, And push says. them to the left. Oh, you've got to push the Democrats <laughs> to the left. I remember that. But it's a good bit, isn't it? It's good to hear like a left-wing person speaking sort of radically and everything. And also to hear that the left and populist libertarian right are essentially looking for a way to line up in loads of areas. All right, let's have a listen to that. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that, route. Yes, that's, that, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the Skin. I imagine, given the political tradition that you grew up in, that you're extraordinary, sim- extraordinarily sympathetic, as am I, to the rights and um, voices of people that are not from what you would call the majority or dominant culture in any particular nation. More important than that, though, is that these issues are ultimately less important than the points of interface and impact between the neoliberal dominator culture and the majority of ordinary working people that what we have to find are cohesive stories that bring us together it's funny you say that thing about the military bases and everything today after i did that i did a video jimmy after the sort of be appearing on the right wing side of the list there on the joe rogan guest thing and i said like look these are the things i actually believe in these are the things i've made videos about you tell me what term you prefer right wing or left wing then i started to ruminate on like how probably nobody really enjoys paying tax you know on the basis of our you know whether who likes losing money or working 50 or 40 percent of the time for nothing and like you know when julian assange said about the afghanistan war like you know he said that the function of government is to take public money and to transfer it into private interests it made me realize that an economic model where we were aware of where our tax went and indeed were able to designate where our tax went would be favorable for me it seems that centralization in itself is problematic and that we could have uh, political models that were more representative of the the potential that technology gives us for more localized democracy i've read elsewhere that you can't overthrow a hegemony without a counter hegemony the argument for communism versus anarchism always being that how can you ever regulate or confront the power of corporatism unless you have a united state but now that we've seen the the corruption that that leads to the um, impotence of the state the willingness of the state to corroborate and cooperate with corporate power i feel that one of the things we should be looking at is localized democracy 
with uh, under a kind of confederacy, which are, like, are the kind of words that you hear in American constitutional politics, but somehow don't seem to be enacted. And given that in the answer to my last Karooming um, question, you said you don't believe that the Democratic Party can ever function as a voice for ordinary working people. Do you think then that necessarily we start to have you know because like you know and you may not know this because of you know geography but like in 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 europe there was after 2008 there was a kind of a counter there was a populist leftist movement like podemos came out of spain like was a sort of like a dude off the internet like going to like he like going to government got co-opted got centralized there was syriza in greece yanis varoufakis he's still around the dude that was a, the equivalent of the vice president or the second in command type dude he like went they said that greece said we ain't paying the eu back that money and like and then like the, the lead guy folded and like yes. you know um, but Yanis Varoufakis has stayed with it you know and even Steve Bannon I see Steve Bannon do an address to the Oxford Union it was so dramatic man to watch this guy he turns up like Columbo in a rain mac and several shirts and addresses this hate you can hear the mob outside doom, 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 hating on him and he just comes into the Oxford Union this prestigious sort of um, gothic building in England here and like he goes um, like he just takes off his raincoat and goes um you know, I missed the flight to do this speech, and I'm here to tell you, none of you are ever going to own your own home. It's 2000. There you go. It's 2001. Barack Obama makes this decision. He signed no 2008. He, Barack Obama. He makes this decision. He signs away this money. The quantity. He, he, he creates this incredible narrative and goes on to say, you know, the future belongs to populism. We're just deciding whether it's going to be right wing populism or left wing populism. At this point, Bernie was still a possibility. At this point, um, you know, uh, Jeremy Corbyn in this country was still a possibility. Um, I suppose what I'm saying is, is that I, like, you know, whether it's like giving people more direct control over the way that their tax dollars are spent, more control over their community, while acknowledging the necessity for some forms of centralized power over municipal projects like roads, hospitals, law enforcement, military, how, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of balls to keep in the air here, but what it seems to me, what seem to you to be the absolute priorities uh, in creating a new politics, you know, like media control, freedom of speech, allocation of funds, real democracy, waking people up, which is just like, I know this is your bread and butter, you do it every day. What what, what do you, what would be your priorities and would you address some of the things I said like that, that sort of local, like that um, tax autonomy model and stuff? Well, um, let me just say this be before I address your question directly is that, you know, I live in California. Now, California has is the fifth largest economy in the world. Uh, just the state of California. And we have a supermajority Democrats elected in California to run our state legislature. Supermajority, meaning Republicans can't stop anything the Democrats want to do. And we also have a Democratic governor. So the Dem if you think the fix to capitalism or oligarchy or to the republicanism or corporatism or to any of the problems in your life is voting harder Democrat, this should disabuse you of that idea. There's people sleeping under every bridge in California. We don't have students at relief. We don't have people can't afford to live here. Uh, we have unbelievable income disparity. We have a housing crisis and uh, we don't have health care. 
in in California. So uh, if you think you can vote your way uh, by voting Democrat out of any problem you're in, that is a that is ridiculous. And that's why when people come on your show and say, we got to just vote harder for Democrats to fix it. They don't even believe that. That's just a lie. That's that's no, no one who is a sentient being who's been alive for the last six years. I've been uh, uh, watching politics since 1980. Nobody could believe that. That's just a bullshit. hundred uh, percent on its face. The people who keep keep telling you to vote for Democrats are people who don't want to actually get outside the the polite society that they circle in. You know, those same the bubbles that they travel in. They want to stay friends with all those people, all those uh, people who are oppressing workers and all that stuff. And they don't want to, that's what that is about. Now, how can we get more, uh, uh, more control over our government? Now we, I mentioned Ralph Nader before, and I said this before I knew he had said this, but in 2015, 2016, I was telling people because the democratic party had cheated Bernie Sanders. That's not hyperbole. It was proven. People had to step down in shame that they were cheating. Hillary Clinton was literally running the democratic national committee during the primary, which is, you know, that's fraud. That's unethical fraud and should be criminal. So I, what I told people is you can't now give your vote to these people. So what you have to do is if everybody who voted for Bernie withheld their vote and told pollsters that they're not going to vote for Hillary Clinton, she would be down 10 percent in the polls and she would never have a chance to beat Donald Trump. And so then we would have power and then the Democratic Party would have to come to us because then they can't win an, an election without us. So we would be forcing some kind of an issue there. And so that's what Ralph Nader was saying all the time. We don't have to win an election if we can get 10 percent or 15 percent of the people, 10 million or 15 million people to band together and say, we're not voting for you unless you promise us health care. We're not voting for you unless you promise to end the wars and invest that money back here. We're not voting for you unless you promise to cancel our student debt. We're not voting for you unless you promise to give us a living wage. Uh, they can then they would have all that power. Now it's up to the Republicans or the Democrats. Which ones do you want? And now to be all out in the open. And if neither of them wanted those votes, that's when we'd have another trucker uh, sit down where they would shut stuff down. So this is that that would be that was my big idea, Russell, that you don't need to get enough people in a third party or a major party that could actually win in a, a national election. You just need to get enough people that are like minded who are uh, willing to not vote for those parties. And that's how you influence them and that's how you can have massive so we're not going to get anything in the united states without massive uh public uh displays of protest right direct action so that's what's happening in canada and they don't want to cover that as you mentioned they're not covering it and if they do they cover it in a disparaging way because strikes are catchy when that stuff when, when people see how well that's working how much that has the establishment shitting their pants because they are they have to stop that soon and as soon as if people saw that we could actually take our power back right i i said if everybody who worked at U, uh, uh, ups and amazon just didn't go to work for two days the whole country would stop and so they have to realize their power. But the problem is unions also get corrupted. And so now the major unions aren't really against the oligarchy. They are the oligarchy. So that's why it has to come from the bottom up. It has to come from the grassroots. And uh, as far as the things that you talked about, like more local level participation, where you can see where your tax dollars go, um, 
Yeah, I mean, of course that that is the if you could start at a local level, that's always the best. You know, I we we were lobbying here with Ron Placone at up in Pasadena, California. We would go to the city council meetings and and we would uh, uh, lobby our representatives for broadband. Right? Why why can't we have universal broad, broadband provided by the city and how it would save everybody money and how it actually and so anyway, uh, I'm with you on that. I, I I don't I need more ideas that way. Uh, I'm not, you know, I haven't looked into it probably as much as you have, but uh, yeah, I'm all for that. If you're enjoying this podcast, join me over at Luminary on Apple, for, you know, Apple and that, for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin.